thing for a while. Been in this thing for a while. You don't even know my pain. You can't even match my style. You don't even know this game. Been in this thing for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been in this thing for a while. Been in this thing for a while. Yeah. I wish it was like that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, 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 what's what you said? A few people have brought something up to you. Just enlighten the people. Yeah, that I are. was. So my homeboy Nick, um, he's he's taking he's going on to better pastures and, and taking advantage of an opportunity to go work at Yale, and um, he's going to be up there for three years. And I was telling him about some opportunities that I had, and there was an interview with a, with a company, and he looked at me and he was like, "Well, what's that going to do for you?" Kind of almost like. What, what, what you want a job you. Yeah like why would you do that And uh I was talking to my homeboy Sam today Sam not a big listener to this show He's a fan he respects it but he always tells me This is too heavy for him Like Bro. Sam is Sam, <laughs> Sam, I, it's, This is too heavy for me <laughs> we'll have that Sam called me and told me He was like bro, bro. I don't love you I fuck with on deck <laughs> I fuck with everything you do, but he said, bro, I got to listen to another week of books and spurts. Like, y'all yeah. go to the real, like, this is really stuff that I need to be talking about that I try to shy away from. Bro. But um, we were just talking about our careers or whatnot, and I was telling him some of the next steps that I wanted to take. And he was like, I'm going to be real with you, Lou. This is the second person. He's like, I'm going to be real with you, Lou. I don't even understand, like, you have on a nine to five, bro. Like, I, I don't see you as that person. They got to do that. I figure as long as I've been watching you do this, you should have. The shit established from streaming and pod and like why you waste your time with a nine to f- <laughs> with a nine to five yeah and i just thought that was interesting i'm not offended by it or anything like mm-hmm. that but i gotta bust my ass just like everybody um i guess i should be and i and i mm. it's more if i'm being honest like this that's what this platform for i'm more embarrassed that that's not the case oh. to be honest with you wow i'm more embarrassed like i didn't see that coming yeah, yeah, that, 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 because look, in a sense of people are looking at you and they're like, well, damn, you got it going on, you just that the third. Yeah. You want to live up to that. Yeah. Like, not even from an ego standpoint, from just people who appreciate your existence, they appreciate your presence. And they tell you, hey, man, I look at you like this and this motivates me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm coming up, I'm younger than you. I looked at you my whole life as this type of person. And it's kind of embarrassing not, not to be able to be like, yeah, you know what? I do do my own thing This is like <laughs> I don't have to worry about a job I shouldn't be talking to you About some bullshit Nine to five stuff I should be giving you advice And I should be going on To play golf Or record podcasts And be carefree <laughs> and good Yeah But that's not the case And that's okay. kind of embarrassing Wow How do you get to embarrassed I guess I guess It seems like there's There's some kind of I don't know what the adjective Or the emotion or feeling Before embarrassment is But it seems like It would be something Before that Embarrassed is kind of like, dang, I'm almost like I feel kind of exposed at the fact that's what it feel like, though, right? Yeah, like if somebody, um, when you say exposed, it, it, that's what it feels like. If somebody says, Well, damn, 
I thought that you had this going on or you were this far along or you yeah. did this or you did that. And internally, you're like, well, shit, shit, should I be in that place? Like, am I bullshitting? Like, am I stuck in the mud? Like, am I uh, not doing everything that I need to be doing to, you know, really fulfill this thing that I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's there. Like, again, I tell you all the time, like, my mom calls me Spike Luke. <laughs> it's not like when I answer the phone, she, what's up, Spike? Or even, up, <laughs> at, yeah, even at a job now, like that's how people refer to me. There is no like corporate version of this. So why try mm. to, why am I trying to make that version of it still work? Like, why don't I just go ahead, take that jump and do my own thing? So that's what makes it embarrassing. Probably it's more of an internal thing. It's not. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not me being like, man, this nigga got me fucked up. Anything like that. It's more so like, damn, like, bro, you, you, you might be bullshit. Like you, you might be bullshit. But you know, you're not though. I mean, internally, I guess we all. I, I figured my personality. I thought we all kind of looked at ourselves and thought that sometimes. Maybe I'm. Well, see the, the difference. I you. thought we all looked in the mirror and was like. And I could do. I could be fucking doing more. I could be a better husband. I could be a better I mean, friend. I yeah, could be a better black man in general. Of course. I mean, we all are looking at it like that. When we had Vince on, that was like a, a real sensual part. So you're right. Yeah, we all are doing that. But I think I think what it is is it's like, bro, you've been doing. You've been passionate for this space for ten years plus. So. And people have supported that long. Yeah. So it's the you I remember listening to you and Animal Brown on deck. Like y'all you will make jokes all the time about like like here's how how unaware of where y'all were or weren't as a listener. Yeah. Y'all were making jokes about like, hey Diddy, yo, call me up. I, I scored a movie or I uh <laughs> like y'all will make the oh I, yo, you need you need notes for the video. I can I can yeah. yo sign it on deck. Y'all know what y'all should have did. Y'all should have got it from on deck, like blah blah blah. Y'all got that list from y'all carried the show so professionally, such a high quality level. I thought y'all was in them rooms. <laughs> like, bro, that's why when I reach, I'm like, yo, I got Spike Lou reached back. <laughs> like, that's why I was going crazy. I was like, yo. And then, like, not to mention, like, who y'all had on for interviews. So it's like a casual person. Like, bro, I can't just be like, hey, yo. You know what I mean? Like, y'all had significant industry people on your show for interviews. So we don't have the full scope of what really it what it really is. So I think that people hold hold you at a high standard without the pressure necessarily because you carry yourself in such a manner that you take the craft serious you know what i mean so serious that people look at it like man you getting more into that don't make sense to them but they don't understand that how you really eating you know what i mean they're not exposed to that fourth wall of what's what's going on when people hear us on air they're not that familiar with the whole picture you know what i'm saying so it's i think that's kind of what it is because when i listen to y'all i never i never thought like until i like had to find out what i did for a living i was, i thought this was a, like Y'all was talking about we had a radio show or like however it was the, the yeah, original yeah. version of it. I thought y'all, I was did, like, yo, these did. dudes is like we doing video. I'm like, bro, I thought y'all. I mean, was- those things have happened. Like you're right though. Like those things have happened. We've been in those rooms. We've had conversations with with people that most people would be like, damn, like that that's happened. But what what my fear is, and I guess like you said, what's the thing before embarrassment? What what makes me apprehensive about people thinking that way is everybody's not like you. 
Like I respect you so much because you willing to be like, fuck it, nigga. I'm going. I'm reaching out. I don't care, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, and I, I commend you for that. I'm sort of that same way in person. Okay. Like I know we went Animal Brown. Like he was talking about. He like Lou will walk up to anybody and start a conversation. That's my personality. I can do that. Hmm. That's my part of. That's what I do. But I, I feel that if people look at it like what we like we lay it in and how I said it. They then will be apprehensive to reaching out and us doing real work together. Like people mm. will be scared that you're so far along that oh man, I ain't reaching out to that nigga. They probably Hollywood, this, that, and the third. Yeah. yeah. And you get a lot of missed opportunities, or not even missed opportunities to on a on a, a more personable level with your friends or family. Like they think yeah. one thing went on, now they start acting a certain way with you. Mm-hmm. Like now your friends don't reach out as much. You don't talk to them as much. Or your family, like, well, I mean, he's straight, he cool. Like, if he called me, we'll talk. But if not, he probably busy. Like that's one of the main things my mom say. Mm-hmm. You always doing something. Like you're always busy every time I call you. I'm like, Mama, well, that's that's good. Like yeah. if I'm sitting at home on the couch every time you call me, you need to check on me. Yeah. Uh, but it does make, in my opinion, people who are close to you, like they kind of shy away. Mm-hmm. They don't want whether it be. I don't want to hinder your success because I feel like that you're successful or you may be too arrogant now to deal with somebody like me because I deem you as successful. And those are things that in other people's head when they never really take the time and reach out and be like, hey, man, I see what you got going on. Can I help you with this? Can you help me with that? I still want those calls from people. I still mm-hmm. want to feel those calls. That's why I responded to you. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember being in those positions when Animal Brown and I would reach out for interviews and, and try to do these things. But like, bro, just shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, Young Dro respond. Yeah. Shot in the dark. Oh shit, we shoot a documentary for Young LA. Mm-hmm. Shot in the dark. Oh, we having a meeting with Grand Hustle and Clay is right there and Young Dro is there. Ti just walked by. Shot in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But people see that and see our shots in the dark and they be scared to take theirs, which kind of hinders business moving forward because they think, oh, you up here. Yeah, you all the way up here. Even if I am up here, that don't mean that I don't want to do business with you. I want to hear from you, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I worry about, and then that's why it gets to embarrassment. Because even like what you said, an example for you, you reached out and, and hey, what was AB like? Nah, bro, we can't help you. Yeah, but even then, he, yeah, he, but but y'all always, and I think people will still reach out. But y'all have always had this weird way of sounding very high level very out of reach from a quality standpoint a professional being like the espn of hip-hop so y'all have that way but then your personalities was always down to earth so while the quality was here the personalities were reachable that's the only reason i felt comfortable enough to reach out two times is because i felt like the stuff y'all the in-between banter of day-to-day live i said oh they're still experiencing regular things so maybe i can that's those things that's why on this show another week in the books I try to be intentional about plugging like date regular details for people to kind of latch on like oh they're they're just regular dude like me he have to sit at the McDonald line and they got his order wrong like they connect with that so I think you got to think about the optics of how it looks versus what it is they see every time they 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 find you you got a sponsorship in the show right you know that that sounds official you got you know you, you get certain said guests that, that is official you know you get you got another show coming in and the quality the micro all of these things so the optics just look like that you make it look good which is what we do as black people in general so it's if people had that i mean maybe you know i think i think this is gonna be dope and I, i'm gonna speak it in existence for you 
you get an inter- get interviewed somewhere and you'll be able to kind of give the whole journey and even break that fourth wall with people like, hey, understand this, like the grind is real and you can give them like more of the story of like, you know, don't necessarily quit your nine to five. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you'll be able to share that experience. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I understand. Like, I know how you, you internalize things differently, but I don't think you, you should be embarrassed. I think you are successful. You just have a different measure for what you think it is. So other people have a different idea. So that's why they're looking like, bro, what are you? No, nah, because now you're successful. You've been killing this right. for 10 years and I'm still listening. You got me. <laughs> so that's yeah, fair. Man. That's a fair point. That's yeah. a good way to start. Man. Different measurements. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. That's, yeah. That was a good start and little, little check in right there. What about you? How you feeling? What's been going on in your life before we get into it? Uh, Things have been good. Just we got to do a um, ultrasound today. So I got to see my. How was son. that? It was good. Some some uh, some kind of. I cried after, like when we got home. That's dope, man. That's Just, fine. Yeah, I, it was beautiful. I mean, we got to see all like the organs because they was going through the checklist, and so it was like an hour. So you got to see different parts of them. You know, the skeleton. You trying to see what's going on. So that was that was beautiful. But like he he's kind of like low in there, so that's kind of. Uh, kind of a nerve-wracking part that i was crying about because i like i just want my son to be okay and it's hard to be in a position you can't you can't necessarily you can't do anything as a father at this point you just want to hope don't try to come out early you know all you can do is pray stay stay in position like so that was more of my crying so i just was praying over over my wife and praying over my son and just wanting him to just just stay in there we ain't quite there yet i don't want him to slide early because she had a surgery prior with our daughter to kind of lock in because dial- she had di- early dilation. So just same thing with him, wanting him to just not be trying to come out early because we want him to have the best chance in his life. So that has been a challenge today, but I'm grateful um, that we, we have a loving love for one another and we just, we're going to continue to keep the faith and just continue to take it easy. And I'm just going to triple up double up my grind and i had to like tell her like baby let me lead so i say hey don't don't move don't chair don't certain like nothing i mean absolutely nothing i don't care if you got wait till i get home don't we got because if not they're gonna put you on the bed and have you sitting there for the duration so let's let's stick together follow my lead please let me do this because i don't want that yeah put a strong black woman shit out yeah, like cause she, cause she, cause she's a grinder. Like that's what I love her yeah. for. I like she will, she go hard with you. Like she ain't, she one of the women. Like she go hard with you. Like it's us. We got to get this bag to get. Let's work together. Like so, but I have to tell her like it's okay. Even if you see me, might going through frustrations at moments. I got us. You know what I mean? This is the moment. You carrying, and I carry everything else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I, I mean, I've been pretty good. Other than that, man, um, everything is. Uh, things have been pretty good. Other than that, just. I mean, I'm just in a good space, man. Um, mm-hmm. Good to hear, man. Glad yeah. to hear it, man. That's what we do this for, to be in good spaces. And if you ain't in a good space, you come get your therapy session mm-hmm. from another week in the books, man. Black men have been elevated conversations, conversations we'll usually get to have, man. Put them out there on front street. Yeah. Make you more comfortable. Have them with your homegirls, your homeboys, your family, and your friends. Mm. That's what we do at another week in the books, man. Yeah. Mo, this week, Can I ask show you theme is responsive. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, my bad. Lead in. I'll add you after. Sorry. I was just going to say the responsibility to the platform. That's what we're going to talk about this week. And we're going to get into some related events and thoughts like the Zygeist stuff that we got to feed to mm-hmm. stay in the algorithms. What did you want to ask? One, I got two questions, actually. The first question. What did you think about last week, brother? I loved it. 
I, I, I'm a fan of Ray P. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, as you know, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, I really appreciate that brother. Uh, he's he's added life to mm-hmm. uh, to good honors. Um, anytime he can come on here, I respect his opinions. Not because we like either people. <laughs> just in general you're a cool dude man i yeah. can't wait to all of us are able to meet up yeah crazy that we, we like people gotta understand we're doing this podcast having these emotional conversations with boy we've never even met Duh. that's insane, insane to say out loud bro yeah. uh, but i enjoyed it man those are two talented individuals i appreciate them want to have them back want to work mm-hmm. with them in the future yeah chemistry was good conversation was great feedback was awesome Mm-hmm. Like all the way around like check the boxes what'd you yeah. do I, same man I mean you know Rick Rick she already know we text we call we like you know it ain't just on air for us we off air with it so Rick's know how how I feel about him but uh, always much love to that brother he just he just got that kind of spirit bro he just like you said he adds life when he comes around and, and the messages are on here or eventually when we meet a person um, so he, he's really dope in this space like I, it's funny on Culture Garden he was like talking to his brother school and he was like man hey i ain't gonna even lie man i went back and listened to that episode we did it ain't that bad and school was like bruh i've been telling you this show is good just because you don't listen to it like because you know he like you y'all don't y'all don't go back and you know which i get you know so i thought that was funny so but rich is very talented ray uh ray p i mean come on she holds she can hold her weight with a whole her weight in conversation with 500 dudes like she's she's got that quality so we look forward to doing work with you in the future as well so it was dope episode did uh, she accept your friend request she did and she's afraid of another week of the books <laughs> i was going to ask i, yeah. I was going to say because i showed got it i got in the door first day yeah, I, mean, I, I have to wait. Yeah, we I sent her a request out to the show. Or hey, I accept hers. Look, so. man. Hey, I walk so you can run, brother. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> My door closed for me so they can open. <laughs> so it open for me. Shout uh, out to Ray P. Man. Shout out. And what the other question, the other question I wanted to ask was because I know you don't. I mean, we talk about like you don't necessarily go back, but have you had a moment yet? And I'm very interested to know this. Have you had a moment yet where? doing this becomes really challenging because of the level of vulnerability it requires because it's like therapy can i can only imagine it could get hard after a while of man i just feel so exposed so much of me is in because this is not like anything me or you are doing so it's like we could do a tv show we throw tidbits of personal things but here is so exposed and vulnerable do you ever feel the heaviness like man i i don't know if i can Uh. (laughs) you know that's a good question. You know what I don't, and I, mm. I, I credit you for that. You're mm. a very like open-minded individual. And though you and I don't agree all the time, it's not hard to talk to you. You're an inquisitive dude, so you don't ask from a like a lot of people can ask questions in an accusatory manner that make you kind of get offensive. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you asking me that for? You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. <laughs> I can do that quickly. That 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 will go through my head quickly. The um, the rhythm that we've built out on this show is a real open space where, like, if I'm asking you something, like, I'm real deal. I'm trying to learn, brother. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, I know if it ain't a, a million people listening, I know it's a, a solid oh, yeah. <laughs> 25, 30 people 
people listening like they want to know too yeah they want to know the answer they dealing with this too like some of the the what's made it for me not be uh so heavy or, or like the question that you had is like rich or responsive bro i i get what y'all was saying or throw it hit me up like i mean i i was just talking about that with somebody or i talked to somebody about it because i heard y'all talking about it mm. or even my homeboy sam who i was talking about was like bro i listen and i can't i can't listen to that bro mm. like y'all are too deep for me like those are the things that make me come on here and able to be vulnerable because I, I know people are getting something from it i'm the type of person if i know people are getting something from it i'm with it mm-hmm. i don't want to be like stingy in, in this space I, if people are getting something from it like we've been doing on deck for 10 years we and it made us millionaires from it. people get something from that yeah that's right but we line up every wednesday and we put it out mm-hmm. uh, uh so no there have been things that it, like just just now that was probably one of the hardest things like mm-hmm. being embarrassed about like not like people telling me or, or looking at me like this is my mind thinking looking at me like almost disappointed like nigga you got a job like what that's how i say yeah like that's hard for me to talk about like that 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 kind of chokes me up so absolutely because okay i'm big on perception and i want to be like me and nick got this saying we talk all the time like the super nigga role (laughs) okay (laughs) like nick Nick going to i told him i said bro you finna go fucking be a like at Yale like you're gonna be teaching students at Yale like he ain't a professor or nothing but he's gonna be heavily influenced in it like giving them classes and advice Crazy. and shit like that I said bro like you're lining up to be super nigga like there's nobody like you're going to a place nobody knows you yeah. you got this position and this title you can walk up in there and you super nigga now all you gotta do is own it mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes that's you want to be humble. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the same thing that you're telling me. Yeah, like sometimes no, right. you got to just own it, bro. Yeah, be right. be that nigga that people think mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Be super nigga. Like, don't think, well, I got I got to accomplish this or I got to make this much money from this. Like, no, it's niggas out there that look up to you. that, that, that that's true. And, and not in the sense of, oh, I think my shit don't stick, but look up to you like what you said, bro. Like, y'all niggas have been grinding. Mm-hmm. Like, I respect that nigga. You having a nine to five is disrespectful to me. Like it, it deterred my dream, <laughs> right. nigga. Like I thought I was gonna, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So okay. that that was very vulnerable for me, and that's how I look at it in the sense okay. of like, bro, you really got to get your shit in gear and where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So when a nigga tell me that, and I can be like, yeah, you know what? I don't work, and and I can offer you a job because I'm that successful, and I fuck with you that much, and I'm in that position where I could do that, or yeah. we can work together, we can partner together because you got something going on. And I got something going on And us building our brands together Can make something more go on mm. I want to be at that point And, and when, when you work in a 9 to 5 And people are coming up to you And it's like you said You're surprised that you still got a job That kind of deterred those relationships Deter that like Hey man let's lock in together And grind this out Because mm-hmm. our backs are against the wall We got to make this work Because mm-hmm. ain't no check coming from corporate America So yeah, yeah that's, that's when it get heavy <laughs> Right like that's that's the most comfortable thing like i've been working since i was 14 years old bro like mm-hmm. i'm i've been working with that's i've been working 26 years straight mm-hmm. no summers off nigga like yeah. I, i've had like so i say that to say um like work is important but that can make you lazy and comfortable depending on that check every two weeks you know man i gotta check up no yeah You're versus right. I know nigga today I gotta get up I gotta go out there I need these 5,000 streams Cause that's $2,000 So I need this sponsorship From this dude So let me call this nigga again Let me pitch him again Alright let me pull up over here And pitch my brand So they can sign up for this 
there's a difference in that right. hunger and that mentality when you got a nine to five you're like what well, shit think i work today i'm cool i got check coming friday that's true let me just nap take a nap for a minute i'll be all right <laughs> like no nigga like right. when you ain't working that don't that ain't happening nah, nah yeah you gotta make it happen that's real yeah. drug dealer grind for real Back. so to uh, your question about vulnerability yeah like that that's been the most vulnerable that i've been like for people to understand that like i do work and i do want to do this full time but i have not gotten uh and it bothers me it definitely bothers me what about you no i mean bro <laughs> i have conversations with my wife i'm like in full moment breaking the fourth wall of transparency i was like i don't know how i could keep going <laughs> Oh, this is hard for you to do. This is hard. It's getting really? harder. Pause because I don't know how to be. I don't know how to be any other way. Like as yeah. far as filter filtering, as far as like only like when when we do good earners, it's easy. It's easy work. I can throw a little bit of personality. I can throw a little bit of sauce, like y'all do on deck. That's the fun in it. It's like I can manipulate where I want it to go and what info I want to throw in. A show like this, I am out in the open in the open road at a stop sign. And when I did a podcast by myself years ago, I had to stop at one point because I was like, man, I I don't know what to do. I'm so much of me comes out of it. I don't know how to process it back. It's like literally like therapy every week where it's like, whoa, yo, because I'm not holding back, really. You know what I mean? Like, I'm probably giving 75%. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to hold on to the 25 just because, not just for compelling content, but because that's who I really am. Like, that's yeah. how I am everywhere I go. I'm pretty open book with it. I mean, I'm not going to spew information for no reason if I'm not asked, but like, when it's a thing like this and I, I, I always feel like it can benefit somebody. It's, I can't help myself but to be that way. So it's it's very challenging. That the three weeks, the biggest part of it was this, like the exposure of and vulnerability of letting all that out. It's like it's people don't understand. For those of the listeners, like I think, and I think some people that may be listeners that we may say come on or don't. This is not an easy space to come on necessarily and do because you got to come up here ready to let it out because it, it it's this show is not the. You know, we're going to give some generic, you know, morning interview questionnaire type thing. This is some really explicit uh, info uh, insider to both our lives. So it's a very personal. So it's so it's hard. You know, I guess in a way it feels kind of like celebrity ish, even though I know we're nowhere near that at this point. Let me speak for myself. You getting stopped in the airport, but let me speak for myself. <laughs> I know we're near celebrity, but in a way it feels that way because it's like, dang, you know, so much goes I, on so, so yeah go ahead can i offer some advice go for it you know mm -hmm. I, I think with you you are an open book you're in your own bubble though like you take a lot you you're personable but you take stuff personal as well okay and i think that's from like you and mo's world you're not paying attention to what will smith did <laughs> you don't care about what dj envy did like none of that shit matters to you like me and rich would be in the group chat you'd be like oh oh that happened oh really damn everybody talking about that i had no clue yeah so for you it's a lot more like you don't really bring outside situations to the table like you don't really pay a stuff attention to outside situations and a lot of these conversations can't be hyperbole like okay this happened here's my opinion on it mm -hmm. but since you don't pay attention to a lot of this stuff 
You was more so, okay, this happened. Here's how I feel personally about something or how it feels to me mm. versus just giving your objective opinion on it. Mm. So that, that that's what I think. That's a good observation. Yeah, I pay attention, man. You know you think I don't. I pay attention. Now that's a great observation. <laughs> I, I think if you take a like, just take a moment to I take need some more distractions. Things. Yeah, you need some distractions. Bring something to the table that ain't like just smoke. Yeah, just like, hey man, did you see this shit that happened, bro? This shit yeah. pissed me off. Yeah, like yeah. the church did this. I don't believe what Deacon Brown did. That was Deacon right you know it's black and white suits <laughs> that's funny deacon brown everybody know a deacon brown yeah. so if i could offer any advice it would be yeah better. like that it would it, that could probably take the load off a little bit okay i'm just trying to and, and we'll keep moving and this this is why the show is great because people i think they hang on to every word but i'm trying to figure out and in, in real time how i can get us to a form of light lighter heartedness while not becoming the formula of our typical podcast open conversations pop culture i'm trying to figure that out i don't know yet but I, what you're saying is right on brand i i'm i just don't know how to get it there with i think our personalities will prevent our, our personalities prevent it from getting there. i'm not okay. though i know what's going on me and you not sitting here talking about 200 dollars dates Okay. We're not talking about oh you shouldn't go to Cheesecake Factory like we we, we don't care bro okay. I don't give a fuck where you take your girl on the first day mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna get this is the advice you get from Spike Lee on there like it doesn't matter to me do y'all like each other cool you and I are more <laughs> you and I have a more real like we're not just gonna have the conversation because it was out there mm-hmm. however if the conversation means something like these conversations that we're about to have about DJ Envy and you put another one on here mm-hmm. about responsibility to you that means something to you and me. Yeah. So that's what's going to keep it grounded and keep it where it is. Like there are topics that pop up in the zeitgeist in the media that do mean stuff that people don't talk about. That's our niche. That's what you and me are going to talk about. Like yeah, we seen you guys talking about the Birmingham brawl or whatever it may be, but y'all didn't talk about it like Lou and Mo did. Okay, we've heard everybody talk about DJ Emmy, but I don't think they're going to get the opinion that me and you going to have on this shit. You think people had that that feel for our show? That's how they. Well, that's how we got to carry it, so they will oh. carry it. That way. Absolutely, that's the that's the feeling that we need to come in with, because that's how I truly, genuinely feel. I know that you're going to say something about this DJ Emmy <laughs> stuff that yeah. no one else has thought, because that's Mo. Okay, and I know that I'm going to have a response for that. That like. I'm Spike Lou. Like, not a lot of people gonna go down that route either. And that's what makes this great. Okay. Figuring out how to balance that. That's what mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. So speaking of Afro, Afro mentioned DJ. Yeah. I know you haven't followed him, but I know you've seen this, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ Envy is in a world of trouble, bro. I've talked about this on this the mic still on. Shout out to Dead Sports guys. We talked about it a little bit on own deck, man, but it just won't go away. This is big news. Man. It just won't go away, huh? And, and we get to talk about another part of it that I've discussed on the other platform. We get to talk about the partnership part of it. Okay. And the responsibility DJ Envy holds. For those of you that don't know, DJ Envy is in a world of trouble from real estate dealers. He had a partner, Caesar, allegedly. These two have been scamming people, running a Ponzi scheme on their real estate business. And um the feds came and got DJ Envy's partner and took him to jail. DJ Envy had Instagram media posts with him, tweets, documentaries. These niggas was going around the country doing uh, seminars and, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And now it comes to find out that this shit was an alleged Ponzi scheme. My question to you, Mark, me and you never met each other. We're partners in this on another week in the books. That's right. How much responsibility was on DJ Envy for him to vet his partner before presenting him to everybody else as, hey, this guy can make you money? How much of that responsibility falls on him? 100%. DJ Envy is the investor, right? Well, he inv- yeah, he, he's not the, he ain't the bank. Dude supposedly already had oh, so you already a thousand. Uh, allegedly, he had a thousand doors okay. before DJ Envy even got involved. Okay, so a friend I think introduced him. He ran the game to DJ Envy. DJ Envy bought in, made some money. Then DJ Envy was telling people, "Oh shit, this works. You should do it." Okay, I've took real estate classes before. I paid for the little, the little three day joint. And I think I have an idea what what they were trying to do. Tell there's, me, please. Okay, so there's this, and I may not give it the best detail, but I'm going to paraphrase it in, in, in the Moism. There's a way to basically profit off of selling contracts. So you don't have to necess- you don't have to get so a real estate agent. Yeah, so you don't have to get a real estate license. It's, it's a weird way. I, I recorded like two or three days when I wasn't supposed to because I was like, no, nah, I'm getting back on my... But <laughs> how much they charge you for the class? Yeah, I don't know if it was 300, 250. Yeah, it hit me over the head, but it was a three, a three day thing. Um, uh, yeah, but it, it was worth it. The info was all, all, it was definitely worth it. But so, but there's a way that you can sell contracts, you get the information on the things, and you basically can you're like the runner of the two people, the people that own like a let's just say a bando, right? They own this, and they're like, hey, look. We want this whole complex. You're basically the person that could be in charge of getting the contract and giving it, selling it to the other person. But you get a kind of not a finder's fee, but there's another term for it. And so that can help you like snowball into something more. Um, that's the best way I can put it. So it seems like here was like, cause remember that, that interview on breakfast club where he was like, nah, I don't even have to do that. Nah, I ain't got a real estate license that when that girl was like coming for him and that, that's resurfaced. That's what it sounded like he was doing. Envy. Yeah, like that girl that was like, he was like, no, I don't have a real estate license. No, I'm not the realtor. I go and do it. So I was like, okay, it's not like he's selling contracts, but there's still limitations to where you can go. There's still certain lines you can't cross. So that's what it seemed like to me um, as far as that. I thought I thought what they were doing, and again, we podcasters, we speculate. Man. Y'all don't mm-hmm. Take us to court for this. No insiders. I thought what they were doing is they were taking single family homes and turning them into multi-family units. So you buy a single-family home, one door. I knock it down or I refurbish it and I turn it into two or three doors. Put a wall in between, make a small little duplex, triplex upstairs. That way, on one piece of land, now I got three families living and I got three people paying me rent. Hmm. That's what it looked like they were doing to me. That's how it sounds like this nigga said he got a thousand doors. Looking like the fat big pun. Like like for him to get a thousand doors looking like that. It feels like that's what they had going on. Yeah, like what we doing is we taking single family units and we turning them into multifamily units. In New York and New Jersey, that's really popular because hell is nowhere to live. People they'll take a small living space. Right? So I take this two thousand square foot home. 
I cut the motherfucker down the middle or I cut it in threes. Now I got a 500 square foot home, a 500 square foot, excuse me, a 500 square foot apartment, 500 square foot apartment, 500 square foot apartment. Hmm. I think that's what they were doing. However, what started to happen was people would invest their money and he was buying bigger buildings and wasn't getting them turned around quick enough. That's what I think is happening. So I give you 20 racks and you tell me, man, I'm going to give you 30% on them 20 racks. So I give you my 20 racks, you give me my 30% on it. I gave you 20, now I'm walking away with 35. I got $35,000. So he tells him, oh, give me the 35. Matter of fact, make that 35 100 and I'm gonna give you 30% on that 100. But now he got that 100. Oh, and the flip ain't coming quick no more. Oh, my fault, bro. Something got held up with the deed. Something got held up with the land. I give you the, the whatchamacallit on your hundred grand. Here, here, here's ten thousand till I get anything for your hundred grand. And versus going out and closing more jobs, he went out and got more people. So I went out and get more people to buy into it. And now I'm using their money to pay the nigga that won his money. Which is what a Ponzi scheme is. Yeah, get more people going. to sign up. You get, you get more people. I get to sign up. Everybody new to sign up. I'm using their money to pay the old niggas and the new people. The newest people never get their money. That's what happened, as far as them calling it a scam and a Ponzi scheme. But what we here to talk about though is DJ Envy and how he's trying to throw his hands up and say he's innocent in it. Um, <laughs> I mess with Animal Brown. Animal Brown went to one of these classes. Oh wow, <laughs> he did. Yo. And it was so funny because I remember we did the episode. Oh man. <laughs> it's hilarious now. I wish somebody would find that clip. We did the episode and I was like, well, tell us what you learned, bro. I mean He he wouldn't say nothing. He wouldn't tell me what he learned. Oh, so ever since then I've been fucking with A B about it, but now I see why he wouldn't tell us what they learned. Shout out to A B. He was a victim. He needs to be in that He's lawsuit this season. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Cause I told him I was like, bro, why you ain't gonna get the people nothing? You ain't gonna tell them nothing, love. You know how AB do. But it he was hilarious. He should have gave it up. Ah, oh, he should have gave it, it up. It was hilarious because he didn't have nothing to tell niggas. Oh. Uh, but with that being said, DJ Envy's responsibility, like, why I think he's deserve, he's deserving of all the criticism that he's getting. Because you are the nigga that's on Instagram. You got seven, eight cars. You the nigga that's always fly. You and your family taking these nice trips. You got the nice jewelry every morning. You in the Breakfast Club. You dress stripped out nice. So people see that and they want a piece of that. They want to be that. That's just American. That's how we are. That's capitalism. So you bring this fat, dusty, big pun looking nigga around, claiming that ah oh, yeah he good. He good. Like he helped me make money. You guys should invest with him too. But now motherfuckers realizing that he done ran off with their money and it be trying to throw his hands up like, well, I mean, I ain't lose no money or I ain't make no money with him either. Like, nah, nigga, you should have been telling me that when you brought him up here. You got this nigga on the breakfast club. You got him on your IG and you vouching for this nigga. That's the reason all the heat that they be getting, he deserves. I ain't never an advocate for people losing their job. I ain't necessarily saying that he should lose his job at breakfast club, though. I know iHeart has something to worry about with him, but... The reason that you vet people, me and you are fans of the Sopranos, like vouching for a nigga, that's big. Mm-hmm. You can't just bring a nigga around and be like, oh yeah, he cool. And then two, three months later, this nigga's the police. You telling on motherfuckers. That's true. And even in this scenario, like you brought him around, we don't necessarily even got to see his success, nigga. You DJ Envy. You rich. 
just like me and you was talking about earlier people perception of me like niggas look at him like oh, it's good mm-hmm. like you it's all good in the hood my niggas <laughs> so yeah, I'm, yeah yeah you need a hundred thousand let me go grab it off the bank <laughs> See what I'm hell yeah, but like Jeezy got a loan off yeah, the streets. Let's do it. I can get a hundred exactly. <laughs> like Jeezy claiming he can get a hundred million dollars off the streets. That's the same bullshit. And I think people like DJ Envy and Jeezy, since you brought it up, they need to be more careful at the bullshit they spew out because niggas will believe it and put themselves at a disadvantage, and then they more likely to get taken advantage of. Hmm. Like people need to give real information, bro. Like yeah. that's that's one of the things about this show that I appreciate and you asked me about, like that we give real information as far as we know. Yeah, We're not on know. here trying to sell bullshit. I'm not on here trying to do anything that I don't know nothing about. I'm going to give you what I know is Spike Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can prove it wrong or right. That's on you. However, I'm not trying to sell you on bullshit, and, uh, nor would I. And it's crazy to me that a nigga got a platform of a syndicated radio show that comes on every morning and it felt comfortable presenting this nigga to people. Why? Why would you present this like this nigga... And this is gonna sound crazy to say it might get me canceled. Go for it. Bro. I know where you're going to. No, you know where I'm finna go. It's hard to trust Fat Man, bro. Oh wow, I didn't see that coming. Like, like, bro, like like, (laughs) listen. If you don't give a fuck enough about yourself to be in shape, and that if you got uh, some type of disorder or something, I get it. Like, well, I, I understand it's hard people battle with their weight. But if you get a nigga like that look like that dude, and like you, like Rich said it in the chat, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that nigga wash my car, bro. I like that, like I, I'm not letting him do anything, and a lot of it got to do with him being overweight. I'm just gonna be keeping real with you, bro. You don't even take care of yourself. You ain't I'm in the at gym. Your clothes. I'm be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your clothes. You got sweats on it, don't like, bro. What are we doing? No. You bring this nigga around me, I'm going to be on your head the next time we alone together. Pause. Like, bro, who is that fat ass nigga you got in here? Like, I ain't even going to hold you. Spike, you are wild, boy. You are wild. See, that's how I felt last week about Southside. I said, when people got all them tats on their face, you can't care that much about life. So, you know, I know you don't care about me. (laughs) For real. Uh, So, but nah, that's funny. I I think. um, What'd you think I was going to? I thought you was going to go more on the fashion situation because I know you're big oh, on like judging people's clothes and stuff like that. And I was looking at what he was I, wearing. I, ain't even, yeah, I, I just got to the fat. I ain't even, I felt like he dressed like that because he's fat. So I attributed all that to him being fat. Like it's I mean, fat. But you, I yeah. didn't see no corporate like joint. Like I didn't see you even look like you. And I'm not saying you necessarily got to wear a suit, but you're wearing t-shirts. Like I, I don't want to see and And like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You wearing the long shorts like I'm not. I'm not invested with a person. I'm sorry, bro. Like niggas was going to get him hundred thousand dollars worth like cash money. Like niggas was going to grab cash, and the police report it said niggas was giving him bags of cash up I'd to a hundred thousand dollars, bro. Yeah, if a nigga nervous. call you and tell you to bring him a hundred k cash and that ain't a drug deal, reconsider whatever you're doing. I promise you, bro. Reconsider. Let me, t- let me tell you this. Let me let me speak to it. back to envy though. And this is just this has always been my reserve, even before all the cheating, all that stuff. It's always, I mean, I think even 90s, like every time I've seen Envy, it was always something about his look that felt untrustworthy. That's how he's always felt to me. I don't know what it is. Normally when I have that, because I'm not like that with a lot of people, I'm normally not off. Like I will tell you that, like I'm not that person, like, oh, this person kind of weird, this person off. But normally when I say something about them is not trustworthy, I'm hardly off. I'm going to be all the way real because I don't say it a lot. It was always that way when it was something about his eyes. I was like, mm, he's saying one thing, but he's thinking 
something totally different. Anyway, the responsibility that you have, it's like to me, I just see this as greed. I just see it as greed. I get it. A business opportunity, all that, but and I'm I can't count your pockets and tell you what your expenses are, but I imagine you're doing all right. You're getting in business and you're so quick to try to get a quick dollar and you jump all the way in and you're doing these YouTube videos and tours and documentaries on this where you this dude has no corporate connection. Like it seems like this dude is just he figured out something. He's the only one and you are rocking with him saying, oh, it seems to work. He's doing well. Everything makes sense. And you, it's like he has no backing. He has no connections. It seems like it when you're doing business or you're doing a partnership with somebody like when me and you got here, bro, trust and believe that I, I researched you. Like I vetted you before you knew I vetted you. I don't know if you did that with me, but I definitely did it with you. I listened to all your podcast episodes. I went to your IG. I went to your Realville media page. I checked out everything to just get an idea of it. So it's like, I don't know who this dude is or where he come from, but it's like, that is your responsibility, bro. You are, are a, a, a legendary radio DJ. You are legendary. People will always know DJ Envy from Breakfast Club. When they talk about the greats, they're going to remember DJ Envy, along with the Charlemagne's and the Angela E, the whole Breakfast Club. They're going to always remember you like Nipsey talk about no smut on my name. It's like, why would you put yourself in position with a guy like, like all money ain't good money. That's all I'm trying to say. All money ain't good money. And, and you so people are so quick to grab a bag. You ain't take a, a second to do the real vetting. So now you want to not take responsibility for me. I'm one of the people like if I'm caught up like that, you know what? I didn't I didn't do what I should have did. I, I really That's the thing. You see what I'm saying? That's People it. don't take responsibility Absolutely. in the industry, bro. That's the thing. He's trying to avoid the responsibility. And a person like me would look at Envy and be like, look, it's either one or two things, bro. You either dumb or you're a crook. And you've been too successful in this industry for me to think that you're dumb. Mm. So now I gotta lean towards you being a crook. Because what you did was seeing what this dude was doing. And you went and dangled that in people everyday, everyday people's face. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me, I'm DJ Envy. This is one of the ways that I make money. You should do it too. Knowing damn well that they can't make money doing this. Cause you ain't made no fucking money doing this. You tell like now he's coming out saying, Oh, I didn't make no money. I ain't okay now. Now I'm looking at it and you going to these seminars, you present it to all these people like, hey, they can be successful, but you ain't made no money doing it. How? Why would you present that to a nine to five worker, hard worker, somebody who's going in their savings and giving you 40 racks and feeling like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take these 40 because these ain't going to be successful. I trust this nigga. I listen to him every morning. He right here with this dude. They told me they can give me a 30% return on my 40 grand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest my child's college fund in your real estate dealing. I'm going to get the 30% back. My child can go to college and I got some extra money to retire with. Mm -hmm. You bringing it home, sir. there's no way that you can tell me that a nigga like DJ, I do not think DJ Envy is dumb. So I gotta lean no. towards crook. Mm-hmm. I gotta lean towards crook, especially when a nigga trying to come out now and be like, shit, I ain't make no money either. But you was going all around the country telling niggas that you was making money. Mm-hmm. How? How, Sway? Like Kanye said, how? How, Sway? How is it possible? And then, to top it off more, like you said, not to get up there and be remorseful. I'm sure it's probably got some legal stuff to do. Like he yeah, can't definitely. Get up there he can't do that. Like, yeah. His lawyer's probably like, nigga, you can't admit to this mm-hmm. shit because you're gonna go to jail too. Mm-hmm. But the lack of empathy, the lack of sympathy for the people who've been affected by this because they look like you and me, and there were people who didn't have a hundred thousand dollars to lose, but they put it on the line because they trusted him. 
that's the thing that I take the most from. I hate the situation. Because yeah, I know really, you, I, you, I thought the same way that you. You, you, and you're right I love that you brought it home As far as the everyday people Me and you are everyday people And it, it does and I trust so, you nigga, I you trust you Like you hold Like you up there every day Giving me the, the rumor report Like niggas are comfortable you, with you Cause you look at a Rick Ross right You look yeah. at the business moves He's making right And he's using his home For a lot of great things I mean you know And then we got the car thing going So whatever Like so But it's like you're t- Why shortcut you too far up to be shortcutting. That's just the reality. It's like you to be as great as you've been for as long as you've been, you have to respect process. And so the fact that you wanted to skip steps in the process to make another bag when you already were doing well, I don't get it. That's what throws me off. It's like you didn't you didn't you want to skip steps to make another bag when you were already doing well and then you kept riding the wave. Like and I, I I never I never feel good getting over on people, bro. I just don't under. But I mean, these people in the industry, I don't know. Their moral compass is way different. But like, I just never feel good. I like to earn the the legit way. I don't. I never feel good about scheming, bro. That's ne- that hurt my. That's, I, that's, I, that's against my like. Yeah. That that's I, against my whole thing. I don't, I do not get over. Nah. I can't. I, I can't have that on my heart, like, P. It ain't with, like if I, if I I'm not. I'm not looking to get over on nobody. Yeah. Ever. If it happens, so be it. Break to me and we'll make it right. right. But right. That's one of my things. Like, it may have held me back in the places that I need to be. I'm not. I'm not putting nobody down. I'm not trying to get over. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the, the one of the things that the quickest way to offend me. Mm-hmm. The quickest way to uh, offend yeah, me too. Me, yeah. Is being like, ah, oh, you tried to get. Me. Like, no, bro, I have no. What? I have no. I got no fucking reason to try to get over. Like there's not like not. I'm, I, I'm I with you there. With, like that's the easiest way to piss me off when a nigga think that I'm trying to get over me or somebody don't know me and they read me wrong thinking I'm like, oh, yeah, like, nah. like because I needed to do this in order to yeah, be dope. Like that, yeah, facts, bro. Man, that's the number one. That's one of my pet peeves. Dog, like, don't ever come to me like I did this to you to get over you, my nigga. Because right, I yeah. promise you, I'm on, like, nah, no, no. Nah, I'm totally there with you, bro. Straight up. Yeah, same thing. Uh, All right, what we got next? Oh, you had something on Yeah, so I don't remember the player's name, but Rich was talking about it last week. He said he felt like it would be good for another chapter, and what better chapter than the following? Uh, 65. So Rich was talking about that young phenom that was arrested. Um, I think it was Imani Bates. I'm not sure. Let me look his name up. Okay. Imani Bates or, you know, whatever said player. What was the name of that chapter? It was the last one, 64. Reconciliation. Yeah, Reconciliation. Yep, it was the one prior. Um, but the the conversation, Mikey Williams, Mikey Williams. Okay, so the Mikey Williams situation, we already kind of talked about. It. If y'all if y'all haven't already, go back to sixty four. Uh, but I wanted to ask you. We're talking about responsibility to the platform or from the platform, and I wanted to ask you, especially. I am very interested to see what you think because I know, you know, you've asked me priors like like when I say I have my concern for you. Uh, in certain ways, because you have a, I'm talked about it being you, the only. You worry about me. I've been I've been thinking about that for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. About what you mean? What what what, what do you take? What do you take from that? What does that mean to you? How do you feel about uh, that? I didn't know how to take. Okay. You got to remember, I don't got brothers and sisters, and I don't have okay. a, a really sentimental family where people would say yeah. that to me. So when you say that, 
it kind of got me to wonder like, what kind of what kind of perception does Mo have of me where he feel like that he got to work? Okay. Like, what is it that I've done for him to feel like oh well I'm not too sure about okay. Spike in this aspect? You think that's like pity or something? What do you what do you think is like some kind of downgrading? What do you? Not, it seemed like it'd be pity or downgrade just probably uh, either misunderstanding or or maybe just maybe right to be worried like that may be <laughs> that may be it too like yeah. but but most okay. it's not pity it's not that it's just okay for me it's always well what do you mean by it like i always say ask another question mm-hmm. of course famously we get that on a t-shirt or something Definitely. but for me i didn't ask the other question to you as to what you mean by that we kind of skated past it so mm-hmm. it's been on my mind and i wanted to know okay kind of more so what you meant okay and it kind of fits here so it, when i was saying that before because i was kind of talking about I believe at that time just kind of like society in itself and you and you I think you had said at that point was like you know I hate that things are going on over there I hate the things going on around me community but honestly bro I turn that shit off and I just bro I don't even, I just go about my business bro I don't even you know and I and I understood where you was coming from because he's like bro it's always just been me so I never had the need to even necessarily do that and so then we were kind of going back and forth and you was like well yeah if somebody comes to me you know as far as like my people my close friend or something like that yeah i'm gonna step out of my way to see what i could do to be there for them but like i'm not necessarily going out my way for people that i don't know and so that's where i was kind of going from because i was speaking from like a societal thing where like the greater good of the world in in a, in a way by one one person at a time so i was kind of looking at it from that standpoint where i was like man if you don't ever feel the need at all to like you know i'm gonna do this for this person right here that i don't know that that was like concerning for me because I think in your heart I look at you as a good hearted person and I think that you do care about society but it was kind of like in that moment it was just like it's it's pretty much my agenda what I got yeah, going on yeah and it's fun. like whoever else hey you can get get in line buddy like so that's where I was coming from with it you know uh, you know it, that's funny <laughs> so that, that, that's interesting yeah. I have to watch myself. Because I am the nigga that are like the water boys in the corner, I get them ten dollars. Or the motherfucker is right there, like, man, I ran out of gas at the gas. Can you got five dollars for me, man? Like, I'm the nigga that are like slick, listen, and yeah. give the five dollars. Yeah, Hold on, wait, 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 time out. I swear, but you don't listen to the dude in the ball, <laughs> like, so. Hold on. Oh no, y'all, them, them niggas got a shut going. Okay. Like the nigga right, in the mall, okay, that, like right. the nigga in the mall is coming up. Like you talking about the right. shoe shine niggas? Mm-hmm. Them niggas? Oh, no, y'all ain't Any of them shit. like timeshare, my shoes, necklace. Y'all, my shoes are already clean. Like whatever, y'all trying like. to sell, like nigga, get out of my face. All right. I'm more I, I I do listen, so like to your point, I have to watch myself because I am I am a uh, a sympathetic person. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel for people. So like I see the nigga on the corner or the motherfucker right there. That's why I stopped carrying cash on because I give that shit out. I, I, I'll give it to a motherfucker that's right there on the corner. I give him the five dollars. Like I don't give a fuck what he going about. With. Yeah. As long as he got, I don't give a fuck. Nigga going about crack. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Here go your five dollars. Like have that little moment of fun that have you that need moment, to have yeah. with this five dollars. Um, but I have to watch myself in doing that because everybody ain't deserving. Of it. Like I, like you do say, like for me not to too much. I do have a good heart. I'm never. I'm. I promise. I'm never trying to get over on a nigga. And, and if I can help you, I will. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, like, just coming from where I come from, dealing with people that I deal with, like niggas will take advantage of that. 
Mm-hmm. People will take advantage of that once they realize that you're like that. Mm-hmm. I know Lou here, like, he'll give me like this because I'd be cool. Like, so I have, I had to start being more of a, like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, take your little sob story, <laughs> my nigga, your little sign, and get the fuck out of my face. Okay. Because I would buy into it. Mm. So when you say you worry, you should probably worry more so about me being taken advantage of and then killing the nigga by the opposite <laughs> But no, when you say you worry, it should be more so like I have to watch myself from being too nice. And sometimes that comes off as being me. I'm not gonna do it. Well, I'm you know, it's hard because I am I I from sixty five episodes and before. Yeah. You've always come off more not so nice that you get taken advantage. I have of. You, to do that. that no, that, no, no. I, I get that, but that's why. So for me, the read is a hard read to see that. That's okay. I, I guess it's like okay. It's like kind of that's probably like purpose. how like how Rich probably feel about like like Rich hit me a minute ago, like we were texting, and so he was listening to like some of the older episodes, and he was texting like like when I was like getting passionate it's like like I was a whole different like nigga like before and he almost was like bro I would like to have seen that guy where it's like I can't really (laughs) see it you know because of who I am now so I guess I'm having that same moment with you where it's like I have a hard time seeing you being so nice people feel that they can kind of get over because I wouldn't introduce that 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 makes sense because Mm. it took a long time of niggas trying to get over for me to get to that to like okay you gotta there's a wall that needs to be up Okay. Like, I I started living on my own, and um, at twenty years old, I had my own house. It was right behind the college, Nashville TSU. Like, it wasn't nothing for a nigga to be like, "Lou, I'm 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 gonna come over, pop up, sleep, stay a while, two three days, you know, there's food (laughs) over here you want to eat, my nigga, like stuff in the kitchen, like that was cool." But it it got to a point where like. Niggas wasn't respectful of it So You had to start putting your foot down Doing different things But I realized it's because You know you be so nice and you let people in People think that they can just take it all the way Hmm. So I had to put up a front On the front street Because like once I'm cool with you Like you got it bro Like if I'm cool with you and, and, And me and you rocking Like whatever it is Like if I can help you do better I'm gonna do it because I feel like that you would do that for me. Those are the gotcha. only people that I'm trying to be cool with. Okay. I ain't trying to be cool with a nigga that feel like, oh well, this is my meal team. I can okay. ride this nigga coattails to the top. Cause I, I would never do anybody like that. Right. What right. can I contribute to what you got going on to help you get to the top and hopefully I can get something from it? That's how I do it. Okay. But everybody don't look at it that way. So for you to say, like, yeah, I've I've gotten hardened in myself and my like you know how I deal with people as I've gotten older, but mm-hmm. in the center of it, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a pushover. Like I'm a pushover, bro, for people that, that I love. I mean, that is people that I fuck wow. with. Like, absolutely. Like, you can have whatever. Wow. It, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out of my way to get it if I fuck with you and feel like that you would do the same for me. Wow. Like that's always the case. It hadn't been my perception up until this point. Like you've spoke, you've sprinkled that. Throughout episodes, yeah. But the ops, the the presentation of w- what it seemed like was like the new and improved Spike Lou 2.0, where it's like, hey, yo, I gotta deny, I gotta, hey, I gotta go on by my what? business, I gotta. It that's how it came off. So it's like that's how it has to be, though. Because no, I understand. I, I, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get yeah, that. I had to part. learn. Okay, like, people will fuck Got you over. You. 
Okay. So I had to learn like I would rather, and though it's hard sometimes, like a I would rather motherfucker walk on eggshells around me versus just being oh I'm what's free. up Spike Lou like oh I'm free to do whatever. Oh no, gotcha. get that shit away from me, bro. Okay. I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want too. I, don't, I I really don't want a lot of people feeling too comfortable around me. Mm. I only want people feeling comfortable around me that I feel comfortable around. And those are people that I want. Like, of course, that, that may be short sighted. Mm. You got to learn people and go, learn to get comfortable with them. But from a sense of like just mm. uh, like your direct people, people that you can call on a daily basis, or like if everything changed tomorrow and I had to have a team of niggas and like. These are people I need around to make sure that when we're on the road, we're successful. Like four or five people that I could call on and be like, yeah, I, I know that this person knows exactly how I'm on roll, how it's going to go down. And they understand and respect my space and can can uh, push that forward to other people to come around us. Hmm. But yeah, like I, 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 just, I have to be that way just because I'm so much of a pusher. Like I want to see people succeed. Somebody hurt I want to see way? people do well. And, and uh, because you were like that, did you did it? Did it yeah, have a like dramatic I, effect on you? That say, okay, that I that that was hard to bounce looked, back from. I really had to. Good, that's a, a great question, and a lot of it is because, oh, and I have to I have to tell people this. It's, it's it wasn't because they necessarily did me wrong. It's just I wouldn't have handled them that way. Okay, that hurt more than the actual thing that they did. Like a motherfucker just being short-sighted or like it could have been something small like with money or just just like well i handled it this way because it was a more immediate whatever but just how i get in my head and think about stuff it's just like oh well, damn i would have did that the way damn it that that slick hurt my feelings so i wouldn't way. have said that to him i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't have carried that that way but you did it that way to me now i look at you a whole different way because I wouldn't have did it that way, but everybody doesn't act like me. So hence like what you said, the okay. spike loot that you get now. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So let me let me not even act that way. Let me not even be that vulnerable. Okay. Okay. Um, so are you saying all of your relationships are evenly yoked and reciprocated? Because what it sounds like to me, based on the ones that are successful and still going, are they can get this from me because I know I could get that from them. If they're doing this for me, I would do the same for them. So then it sounds like only the people you deal with have pretty much an evenly reciprocating relationship. Are those all the only people that you deal with? I would like it to be that way. Uh, I'm trying to think is it that way or no? Because I don't have to get anything from anyone that well, I yeah. have any type of relationship with. Friendship, but do you feel like they would it. do it or would you be okay with knowing that like i'm gonna do this for them i know they may not do it back but i know that the love is there like do you have any of those where it may not necessarily be evenly yoked like i got I, i'm just gonna use a random example like this is my cousin like my cousin right. every time like if i get into some drama or whatever i know he'll pull up he he one of them dudes that he wanted them dudes if i get into something i know i can call him but for the most part I can't really look to him For a lot of things But if he need me specifically for something I'd be willing to look out Like it may not necessarily be a evenly You know what I'm saying But it's like but I still Rock Let with him in this, Yeah. Let me answer that this way It's niggas that could call me and ask me for $100 That I wouldn't expect a penny from 
Okay. okay. I was in that situation. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like niggas that could call me and be like, bro, like I'm down, I need this. But they could never expect that phone call from me. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers it. Yep. Okay. But <laughs> that was really good. A little side the side the side tangents of bars. Like right now. We we are good at a high level. Yeah, we getting a real we getting we getting the we getting the What about you though? Like do like do do did the relationship have to be fully like we like evenly yoked boys not like well because I I started to understand that for example like a relationship like me and my wife and then that that kind is foundational. Uh some people look at what's the, it's the two terms I, I'm trying to remember it's uh um uh, evenly and then there's the complementary I think and so I look at yeah. things more from a complementary standpoint I look at like how men are made and women are made like you know you know how they have a specific part and we have a specific part and they complement perfectly so I look I don't look at everything to be even you know it's not a I do this you do I used to because I'm growing up in a fair manner. Oh, oh, bro, I I didn't, there was, I had so many questions in the world. I didn't understand society. Like, bro, the mo in 20s, early 20s, that was a hard thing to wrap my mind around. I was like, bro, I don't understand. I did this. Why wouldn't they? And I would get real mad about it. Like, yeah, so when I got past that phase, understand it's like, it doesn't work that way. It helped me to be able to understand, like, what people serve and what you serve to them and then understand the boundaries that are created so it's like i don't necessarily have to be mad at you i just ain't gonna do this for you mm. I, I ain't got no problem with you i just ain't gonna do that for you because what if they mad at you because you don't do that for them you reciprocate that those are you no nah, those are your feelings you. i always say those are your feelings you, you have the right for your feelings do what you want with yours with my feelings i'm good <laughs> so i always go that way with it call but me, um you calm down yeah, that's cool. I'll be here. <laughs> Give me a call when you calm I, down, bro. I, in the words of Tupac, I ain't same mad at you. you. I will be the same nigga, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, but what do you feel like at this age? And do you even have people in your life right now as far as talking responsibility uh, to the platform? But like, do you feel we see artists, hip hop artists, actors, people that are famous and the people not so famous that are locally or whatever? Do you feel that we have a responsibility to the youth? Do you personally have a responsibility to the youth? Absolutely, man. And that's part of the thing, part of the embarrassment that I was talking about earlier about the nine to five, bro. Like, mm. it takes so much of my time. What I really want to be doing, like, I, I want so bad to be, like, in the big brother program, being able to pull up on a little nigga and tell him, like, hey, ride with me to go do these deals and look at this podcast that I'm doing and show. Like, I, I would love to be able to do that. That's tight. Uh, but I'm just not in a position to. And I know that's like the the culture that we live in, this capitalistic culture of like I gotta make money, 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 you gotta can't sleep, grind, 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 make money, make money, make money. Kids do or people that you probably try to influence, they don't really even care about that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Not the ones that you're gonna be able to affect. Yes, yeah, some out there that look up to rappers and all of that shit. And they're like, oh man, the newest car, you got the Gucci hat on, you got the Jordans on. Like, yeah, that shit matters to some kids, but also just showing kids like how to be successful also matters. Like, it bothers me on a daily basis, my nigga, that I haven't started some type of podcast, media foundation, or big brother program to help people that want to get into broadcasting. I just don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bandwidth to do it with working 
doing the things that I do on a daily basis. But absolutely, it's my responsibility. One of one of the biggest things, one of one of the things that anybody that grew up with me and tell you, like, shout out to Dro, he gonna hear this and, and, and definitely understand it. Most of my homeboys listen to this, like, we didn't have role models, bro. Like we were the we were fact. them niggas. Like where I was from, like we were we were the guys. Like it wasn't no older dudes. Like there were older guys that we looked up to, but those niggas was kingpins. Like they wasn't even around. We just heard stories about them niggas and seen their cars and the girls that they they had, and like seen yeah. them in clubs and shit like that. So it wasn't really a nigga that, that was able to grab us by the by the shoulder and be like, look, look, little bro, like I'm gonna I'm gonna really teach you how to make money and be successful out here in this world. Mm. If I could wake up and do that every day, I would be satisfied. But yeah, it bothers me on a daily basis that I'm not able to do that. That's that is our responsibility as older black men. Like there are a lot of niggas out there with the misconception that they gotta be a money bag, yo, or they gotta be a black youngster or yo Gotti or a Jeezy or whoever the new rappers is that these motherfuckers wanna be like, they think that they gotta be that. Then they get our age and realize, goddamn, man, I could have I could have been a lawyer. I could have been a doctor. I could have been all of these things, but I was just so engulfed and engaged in popular culture and rap or whatever it may be. I thought that's what I was going to do. Now I look up, I'm 30 years old and I'm behind the eight ball. Now I got to work to get out behind credit or pay for my babies or whatever it may be. When if a motherfucker had took me at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old and showed me like, nah, you can make money being a truck driver. You can make money being a fucking a business consultant. You can make money having your own business, being a plumber. Mm -hmm. And all of these jobs are good money making jobs. It's just that I didn't know that when I was 17. So I wasn't trying to do that. And there was nobody around me that did that that was able to be like, hey, look now, look, little bro. I just made 150000 last year. Nigga, I build houses. Hmm. I don't do no street shit. Or I just made $80,000 last year. I'm a councilman. I got this money from endorsements. I got this. Like, I would love to be able on a daily basis. Like, look, bro, I, I made a million dollars from podcasting. This is how you do it. This is mm. what you set up to do that. Mm. So absolutely, bro. That's our responsibility as black men. Older man, black men. That's our responsibility to do that. Let me ask you this. So I'm putting your feet to the fire. So that's in your heart. That's a passion you of yours. Then what you say that you would not take on another endeavor that may not necessarily be lucrative because you need to keep a space open for that because you're busy a lot. You're doing a lot of uh -huh. media. So yeah. at this point, if that's a passion of yours, do you feel like you are? It's necessary. I got to keep that. I got to keep a space open. I'm not necessarily available now, but if I add any more, I'm absolutely not available. So do you think it's your responsibility to keep a space open for that, for some kind of yeah. youth reach? Because absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's okay. Um, and even if that means taking advantage of an opportunity that presents itself and X and something else, out, I always okay. want to have that space open. Okay. Gotcha. Especially when this becomes more. Uh, lucrative as far as money mm -hmm. especially when we start getting stuff rolling in from ads mm -hmm. and Barstool is calling you and me about another week in the books and they want to do a million two million three million dollar deal mm -hmm. things are going to have to be pushed off the plate so now that I can do that mm -hmm. and use what I got from that to do like you said the passion now I got the big brother program for guys that want to get into media the people or kids the teenagers that love podcasting yeah. or they just want to learn how to do content creation 
now that I got the deal from Barstool, I can allocate funds and time towards I'm gonna go help the little niggas. Whole week I'm taking time off. I'm going home to Nashville and I'm building a media program with TSU and MTSU. And I'm teaching all little kids that look like me that didn't have an idea that they can make this much money in podcasts. They didn't have a clue. I got 10 or 15 of them little niggas in the classroom. We riding all around the city. I'm showing them stuff. I'm breaking them bread. We're, we're going places and having fun. And like, I want to do this. Mm. So absolutely. That That is a mission. That That's on okay. the mission statement for Spike Lee. That's dope. Uh, I'm totally with you. Uh, I think it is our responsibility to the youth. Uh, you know, when I worked at a, at a school, I, I had great, um, I mean, just great admiration for the hope that kids have that kept me going. Even my daughter looking in her eyes, the hope they have, we talked about it, I think off air, but like just the hope that youth have that I could change the world. I could be somebody important. I could do something significant. The bliss. Like that's why we always refer back to childhood. It's the bliss, the ignorance of not knowing what could go wrong. Is what made things so exciting, the adventure. Yeah, exactly. So it's like yeah, come on, like bro, it's like shirt on, yeah, like dog sweat. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I have no idea what could go wrong right now, and I'm excited about that about life because I don't know, and and nothing wrong with that, and I do think that it is our responsibility. So it's like the other day I was at a service at church. And we had, and it was like something special for the youth. And some of the different churches were there. Their, their youth was singing and stuff. But there was like one church where the youth was singing, but it was like this older boy was getting into it. Like normally, you know, kids when they sing, they don't really look all the way like they want to sing. That's you know, we grew up, you know. But there yeah. was one boy, he was getting into it. He was like, "Come on, like get into it." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? They could be anywhere in the world, bro. They're here in this moment. They're doing this And what what has really been a, a good pillar for me Because Moment of transparency Like every time I go to church I don't necessarily feel it But what I do realize where, where it serves Outside of of course My Lord and Savior But it's People are striving for goodness They not Everybody ain't got the People got everybody wrong You know what I mean But there This is a place where people are trying at least for the most part And I identify with trying To get somewhere of positivity And goodness Do everybody get it right? Absolutely not But they're trying And so when I seen those kids It's like they're trying They could be doing anything But they're here singing these songs Do they want to? Some of them do Some of them don't But the, that's not the point for me The point was like They're here in a place Where they're trying to do something That's positive That they can walk away And it could be respectable you know, and so for me, that's the the when I'm I'm there on Sunday mornings and I'm dealing with them directly. I take pride in it. I'm dapping them. I'm talking to the young boys, and one of them like he don't want to shake up. I was like, oh, you gonna do me like that? We doing that? Okay, cool. I talk to his brothers and stuff, and I say I'm gonna give you another chance. You wanna? And he he break up, and I I might pull him out in the hall like, yo, what's going on? Like, you you know, you need a moment, and I get in a grip because I know I didn't have somebody that looked like me at their age. I know immediately when they look at me, they look at my hair and be like, oh, okay, he kind of know what's going on, even though I'm not doing it for that reason, but they can identify. So I understand the significance. Even when I understand some of the slang and some of the terms, even some of the music, it kind of, it helps connect. So it is our responsibility because you never know one thing that could help navigate them. So we wouldn't see a situation kind of like this young phenom that is now, you know, facing 
some serious time because of that charge. So it's absolutely I think and I think black men that are listening and even if it's black women, any people in general, it is our responsibility. Like we can't just oh they old enough, let them figure it out. Like, nah, bro, we gotta do something. Teach one, teach one. Yeah, man. Teach one, teach one. Yeah, Yeah, man. I I firmly believe in that, bro. I'm all I like huge. If if my ministry was doing this and, and and reaching out to the youth, I would be satisfied. That's I right. Would be completely satisfied. What, what's your range when you talk youth? Like that, that that's your coverage. What do you think? Uh, I won't. I can't say it that way. But about 12, 12 to like 11, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay. Like about eleven to eighteen. Like eleven to eighteen? I like it. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's that's when like I, I I don't know if it was Stokely Carmichael or if it was uh nigga that they did the HBO movie about the Daniel Kalula play. Have you seen that? Fred it's Hampton. Fred Hampton. I don't know like, which one of them two that it was. Black uh, they were, Judas and the Messiah or something. Yeah, Black Judas and the Messiah, that's Fred Hampton. Stokely Carmichael is a, another dude who you heard of Stokely? No, not Stokely. Uh, Stokely, the name Stokely. sound familiar. I've heard. I think he's an industry you, guy. No, no, no. He oh. he was around the time that Martin Luther King was around. He was a, a black activist. You you would love your personality and you like you <laughs> you would love some of his speeches and some of his talk. I I put it on you, not homework or anything. But if you get a chance and like you got ten minutes, just like look up a Stokely Carmichael speech. Hmm. But one of the things that it was either him or Fred Hampton said like black men are most powerful from 13 to about 28, 29, 30 mm-hmm. because that's before we get the wear down of how society is going to treat us we start getting that self doubt of having so many failures or being misjudged or mishandled by society so from 18 to 30 that's when you're the most powerful Mm-hmm. And once you get you and my once you get my especially like you got so many things and family wise and, and previous experiences that are weighing you down before you're able to make a move mm. but you and I were talking about earlier like just a youthful exuberance yeah. of yeah. you 18 or 19 feeling like man nigga can't nobody stop me like nigga y'all I don't give a fuck what y'all put in front Bro, of me like, I'm ready for whatever yeah like I remember being that yeah. and that's when black men are most powerful but that's also the time we're most vulnerable that that's too. the time when they try to lock us up that too. kick us out of school ignorant <laughs> yeah they want us working bullshit jobs at McDonald's mm-hmm. Burger King and shit like that they want to they want to tie you down at those ages so by the time you get 30 40 you're mm-hmm. like bro look I ain't even trying I ain't even trying to mess up nothing man I just want to live my life and get out of the way like mm-hmm. think about about how many niggas did you hear say that from 30 plus I'm just trying to stay out of the way bro nah the niggas from 18 to 30 that ain't trying to stay out of the way I want to be disruptive I got all this energy. I'm. I got all of this spirit. And as a black man, I want to be disruptive. Those are the niggas that I want to deal with. Eighteen to about, like you said, like well, excuse me, eleven to about eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and then on into the thirties, still being a mentor. But that's it. Like that's a prime age for black men as far as being able to make an impact yeah. and a change of things before we get too gobbled up by the system. Mm. I tell you what. That's here's what I'm thinking, and because I think this is. 
I talk about it all the time. All of our episodes could be multiple parts, but I feel like this one definitely needs to be a part two. How would you feel about doing a part two where we get more into the responsibility of the platform? How would you feel it. about that? You with that? I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. And we may have, who knows, y'all just don't look at it. We may have a, another guest. We're trying I'm to cook up something here. Um, but let's let's give me a concluding statement before we get out of here as far as let's say your age, right? Some people got kids, some people don't. Some people are married, some are not. But speaking for your demographic that are men that are kind of in your space, that they're like, man, I want to figure out how to get involved. But I don't necessarily know the route And I'm trying Like you're trying to figure it out in real time What would you say to them As far as making it your mission And the importance of it Especially you not necessarily growing up with your father And you talked about Who was it the teacher or the principal You said that black man On a previous episode that kind of meant something to you At the time but uh, You say he was kind of like Mr. Mr. Uh, from lean on me kind of lean on me yeah mr smith yeah that's my principal okay. that's my principal in the fifth and the sixth right okay and didn't necessarily mean nothing to me it was just the the fact that he didn't know me but he knew all the bad motherfuckers oh okay. that was that was what bothered me and what stuck with me oliver <laughs> smith was his name yeah like rose park elementary it was like he knew all the bad niggas but he didn't know like none of the niggas that was making a's and b's and yeah. came to school every day but he knew all the bad people yeah. And it bothered me that he didn't know my name. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Oliver Smith. Yeah, but yeah, he was sort of like your boy from me on me. Um, so what what was the question you said? But like, I guess just as like your concluding thing, as far as you're trying to get involved, you know, you this yeah. is on your your mind, and now being in the tenure of being in this yep. space, that is yours. Somehow we got to lend this there. What would you say to men that have just kind of settled in? It's like, hey, look, I'm gonna worry about my own. I'm going to work my job, take care of my people, or it's just me, and I ain't really got time for the youth. They're young. They don't want to hear what I got to say. I don't care. They blah, blah, blah. blah, You know, what would you say to that? That ain't enough. That ain't enough. If you think that that's enough, then I don't want to hear you complain about the little niggas at the store Mm. or the little niggas that bother you when you're out in the streets or the little niggas that gave your wife a hard time or that broke Uh. your window out in your car door, stole your gun. Like, that ain't enough. I'm just going to worry about my family and mine. It's like... We don't have that luxury as black men to be able to be able to leave our youth out there to figure it out on their own. To be able to figure it out, listening to, and no disrespect to these people, but the baby, little baby, and the Migos. Yeah. Like, we don't have enough responsible uh, role models to be able to leave it to, I'm just going to take care of mine. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard to see a little nigga and try to give him some advice, but he's like, man, fuck you. I ain't trying yeah. to hear what you're saying. Oh, I know that shit is hard and it seems unrealistic to be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to go out of my way to help a little nigga today. However, we're in this position. We've made it to this age to get through the hard shit. Mm-hmm. So however you got to do it to get out of your bubble, if it's your little cousin, if it's the little nigga that you always see at the corner store, if it's the little nigga on your son's football team, if it's your son, whatever it may be, just at least try to offer some insight mm. to what it's like being a black man in America today because like I promise you they're not ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I'm I'm like I'm 40 years old, bro, and I wish that I had some of the ammunition that I should have had at 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. I wish that I was able to understand and process what niggas was telling me, like 
we bring Joel up on this uh, episode all the time. Like his dad used to try and tell us all the time. Like he used to pull, like we used to hate it. That nigga used to sit us down. Like his dad used to sit us down in his yard and be like, look, bro, this is what y'all are facing. But just because his message was so off, like, we're like bro, we don't want to hear this shit. Nigga, get out of our face. Was he more? Yeah. That's uh, something you're going to have to deal with. Was he more Cuba Gooden Jr.'s dad in Boys in the Hood? Or was that he was, more that was Sharif's dad? That was no, no, no. Wait, wait. Cuba Gooden's dad in Boys in the Hood. Oh, okay. Or Sharif's dad, like Rock. Yeah. In Minnesota Society. Yeah. Uh, Rock. Okay. He was more like Rock in Minnesota Society. Okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't. This was the thing with him, and this is the thing that we all could take notes from when we're trying to talk to younger dudes it wasn't the fact that he was telling us something we didn't want to hear he was trying to act more pretentious than he should have been and in the sense of once we got older we learned things about him it was like oh nigga he was out here just like we was <laughs> we would have respected it more yeah and and this is what i'm saying like be yourself when you go into these little niggas don't try to be fucking cuba gooden jr or, or charles <laughs> Dutton in those movies bro like be yourself if it I, I promise you if his dad had told us his history for real because yeah. we went and learned some shit from motherfuckers that was in the neighborhood and be like man that nigga he was doing this that and the third yeah. he was like oh for real i was getting right. it in that right he, yeah like, like that got us more excited that's yeah like saying. we low-key hype now yeah that draws you and, and, and if he had been if he had came at it from that direction like look man little nigga i've been there I know what you got in your pocket right now. I know what you can do with that. I know what you're supposed to make. I know all that little shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how it's going to go 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. That would have got our attention. Not just trying to be like, man, you shouldn't do this because this ain't right. You know, this ain't right. I know what y'all doing. It ain't right, nigga. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. You <laughs> fuck about what you got to say, bro. <laughs> like, we Shut don't up. care. Telling a whole grown dad. Hey, nigga, tell up. somebody else that shit. Nigga, we don't care. Like, we walk it off. Nigga, I'm, I'm headed. We don't want to hear thing, that, bro. Sharif. Purposes, nigga, I've been there. I've done that. I know what you're trying to do. Here's how it's going to end up. You're going to be like me, nigga, in 50 years, nigga. Yeah. That would have got our attention. So, like, what I would say to people, like, man, be real with these kids out here. Don't try to sugarcoat that shit. Let them know what's going on for real. I wish, and I was talking about this with one of my homeboys today, bro. If my mom had told me how fucking hard that it was being an adult when I was young, I would have a totally different mindset. <sighs> and I know you got to shield kids from stuff, and I know there's a certain stuff that you want to keep around, but there's also life lessons that kids need to learn, bro. So again, if, if, if my mom had been like, bro, nigga, this shit is hard. Versus, nigga, I got everything. I got all the fly clothes yeah. and all the fly shoes, and I can get that shit when I, I want it. I can't wait to be grown. Don't matter to me, nigga. Yeah, all I gotta do is ask for some money. It's gonna be there eventually, nigga. She might not have it today, but she'll have it Friday. Mm-hmm. If I had no thought processes behind that, then at forty, I would be a different person. But at forty now, I'm looking at it like, oh shit. This is what was going on. <laughs> oh, you was like, check the check. That's why I had to wait till Friday. Bro. I ain't even know that I'm getting my lunch money in quarters because you broke. And yeah. you went and got these quarters out of the bank like you ain't really have it. For real, though. I'm thinking, oh, this is your loose chain. Like, just being able like you to- forgot I asked. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to be able to relate to our, our youth. 
our children the people that look up to us like bro life is hard yeah. however it ain't impossible mm-hmm. like life is really fucking hard but it no, ain't it impossible my nigga and here are a couple of ways that I've learned in my 40 years to get through it. You're going to learn even more ways because you're smarter than me and you got more access to things. Mm-hmm. But you got to ask me questions. You mm-hmm. got to believe in some of the shit that I say. You got to do what I'm telling you. That's it. Body, body, bro. You bodied it, man. Uh, just I put my little two cents on it because Spike really... You can't get no better than that. Um, you. you talked about life, life being hard. This is this is a messed up way to look at life, but this is kind of how I. This is where my mind goes. This is, it's kind of dark to put it this way, but this is kind of where I. This is an observation. May or may not be true. This is just how I've been looking at it. The whole time I grew up, I looked at life as happy, and sad moments happen from time to time. Mm. Now that I'm grown, I kind of look at it the other way. I said, "No, actually, life is is sad, yeah. and Every you kind of got to find a way to be happy." So now you, because the fact that you, you you're right born now. to die and you die, that's sad. So I'm like, okay. So then it's about putting all the effort in to create the, these happy spurts to help float through those moments and then it kind of helps me like okay when sad moments come don't be so surprised or so down about it because if you look at life overall and it's a terrible way to look at it I'm not telling people I don't want people to be I'm I, I'm not depressed about this so don't please don't don't think I'm on some like weird depressed thing I just kind of started looking at it from another angle I said what if it's actually this and it's about creating happiness. You got to actually work from zero instead of th- instead of being at a hundred and trying to keep it at a hundred. But the sad moments come and keep dropping it. I, y'all can y'all could DM us on another week in the books if y'all want to get more into like where I'm coming from. But to just finish up what Spike said, absolutely. Like don't act holy than thou with these kids. Like they know what's up. They're, they're exposed to a lot more than we were. Give it up. Give it up straight. Like when I talk to kids, that's why I had a kid come up to me on after a service he was just like he came up to me bro threw me off completely he was like man like how did you do that i said how'd i do what and he couldn't even explain what he was asking then he was just like i want you to teach me i was like you want me to teach you what i don't know like i don't know i just want you to teach me like how to be a man or, or something i'm sitting there like his father's right like a few you know a little bit down in in the same building but it was just like okay well what do you i just asked what do you mean like what are you looking for like but the fact that he asked me that there was something he seen in me that like resonated with him like and it was just it was a crazy moment for me i was like wow you know because i mean i'm not like you said i'm not sugarcoating i'm giving it to you like real thorough real straight to the point because i don't look at myself in some I arrive type deal Like I'm, I'm raggedy and I know it Like I'm just trying to figure it out like raggedy, everybody bro. I'm, yeah I'm raggedy Like I know I'm raggedy You don't, I don't, you don't gotta you raggedy, know. Bro, that Boy That ain't the right That ain't the right <laughs> That's an extreme But yeah I get what I'm saying I, I, I have not arrived And I'm okay to get in the mud From time to time So but uh, one, of my, one of my favorite quotes Based on what you said and I, I fucking love this I probably say this at least once a week Cause I have to remind myself Happiness is not a destination; it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, like, bro, there's, there's no, 
there's nothing that like there's nothing that's gonna make you happy every day mm-hmm. like you ain't gonna wake up and be happy bro like you gotta try to be happy and it's 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 difficult because you ain't gotta try to be sad you ain't mm. gotta try to be depressed mm-hmm. like those feelings of doubt and I ain't worth it and those things that pop up in your head like you ain't gotta try to do those those are natural yeah just because of all the negative shit that you've heard throughout your whole life mm-hmm. on the reverse being happy I enjoyed this going back to what we all I can dance <laughs> you like, know? I'm happy right now nigga. Yeah. I'm smiling I'm that shit is a choice. Yeah, you gotta yeah, like boy. you have to like pay attention to that and be able to do that and take it in. Embrace. Take a deep breath and be like, nigga, you know what? I'm enjoying this I'm right enjoying now. Enjoying this. What I say to every nigga listening to this, the, the 40, 50 strong people to listen every week, appreciate that happiness when it comes up. Enjoy yeah. it on purpose, nigga. Be present. Because it, it, it's really hard to come by. Yes, it is. Especially at our age and what we do and who we are as black men. It's like a the good life. Rob, yeah, like the world is trying to rob us from I'm that. Like, boy. I had a good on. laugh earlier this week. Man, I appreciated it so much. We were oh, laughing man. at the yeah. White Howard on, the, on Dead End Sports. Like, I did that. I just appreciate it. Like, we were all black <laughs> men just giving us the different jokes of this nigga being. Yeah. However, crazy. He is, but like, just, yeah. <laughs> Like, I just enjoyed that. And yeah. like, what I would challenge every person that listens to this is like this week, before you listen to the podcast next week, next week, find that moment mm-hmm. when it's with your wife, with your kids, listening to this podcast, listening to another podcast, a sporting event, whatever it is, find that moment. You're like, damn, man, that, that was fulfilling to me. That was, yeah. I, I'm happy yeah. right now. I'm happy. I'm happy. That shit made me feel good because I don't get to do that shit a lot, bro. Yes. And I wish I could do it more. That's what it's That's about. what I would leave people with. Absolutely. That's, That's what I would look, leave people with with this conversation. I tell you what, y'all, when y'all do what he said, after y'all listen to this episode, before next Friday's episode, we implore you, when you find that moment of happiness or like a, a like a gut busting laugh that you're like, bro, almost to Tell tears, like it. you got Absolutely. a good laugh, hit us up 470. Not even we implore you, do it. As okay. a listener, all right, go for it. Go hard. People that listen to this show, <laughs> it's about 40 or 50 y'all strongly that listen Strong. to it every week. Strong, Your yeah. responsibility is mm-hmm. what we asking of you as listeners for this. Go do it. Yeah. Do it. Tell us what made you happy. Do it. Let us read that next week and let us make the next man happy. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Hey man. yo, <laughs> yeah. no man, do that shit, man. Nah, Tell us right. like some of the things that made you happy with your yeah. family, with your friends, Please. with your accomplishments. Enjoy that shit, nigga. Tell us when you smiled this week. Yeah, pl- ah, that's perfect, right there. Four seven zero three one eight five zero three four four seven zero three one eight five zero three four. AWITB2022 at gmail.com. And of course, another week in the books, Instagram. We're serious. We got about. And the YouTube. Go to YouTube. And the YouTube, please. There, there is a link YouTube. up on YouTube with us when you're talking. You'll see yeah. the faces. Like, run those numbers up. Leave the comments there. Yeah. He's, he's right. I'm, I do it. Y'all hit us up. We got out of the 40, 50 strong, five or six. That are hitting us. So that means at least the majority of y'all 
for whatever reason, y'all like listening, but y'all don't send us nothing. I'm telling y'all, get out of your box. Do like I did when I reached out to Spike. Get out of your comfort zone and send something to us. Not because we're desperate and we need to, but because we want to share this joy. Let's share this as a community. You're feeding this show. You're feeding this show. You're feeding what we do. Yeah, you're you're a part of this village, this community, a part of the book club. So you're in this every week. You are invited. Y'all coming to the book club with us, and we do this every week. So I'm I'm we're telling y'all, email us. We're telling y'all, text us, DM us. We will read it on air. If you don't want your name read, we don't have to read it. We just want to share this with y'all and really continue to build this village and this community, man. Because this is really what it's about, man. At the end of the day. So uh, before we get out of here, Spike Lou, what you got going on where they can uh, connect with you outside of here? Hosting the Loki podcast. If y'all guys are watching that on Disney Plus, check us out on um, Frames Per Second podcast. Also, of course, another week in the books every Friday. Um, Good Earners every Monday. And the On Deck TV podcast every Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. Rate, like, support, leave comments, let us know what you think about it. Absolutely. All of that. What about you, bro? Uh, same, well, I'm about to say same thing. <laughs> Y'all be on the lookout, man. I'm, 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 I'm speaking. I'm going to be on On Deck TV here real soon, man. I, I got I to gotta come back. You know, all I you got to do is ask. I've been all asking. You, you ain't got it yet? Like I been, no, no, how many times no. I got to tell you and Rich? All I you got to do is say, stop no, playing. Oh, nah, all you got to do is say, hey, man, this week I'd like to be on. Okay. That, then I'll make it happen. Like This week I would like to be on. Well, you gotta send me official text message. Oh, you! Oh my! <laughs> this is my co-host. This this guy. After all of that, so you're telling vulnerability, like to I gotta on. text him. Oh, business. Uh, next, if next week you like to be on, then I'm gonna make it happen. All right, I'm, man. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. gonna <laughs> I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta get on y'all. Leg, y'all legendary, but show, but um. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, those things. Um, y'all, for, check out the good earners, man. Even if y'all don't watch the Sopranos, I think the funny banter that is on the show is strong enough for you to still find enjoyment. It's a totally different vibe from this show, and it's including our brother Rich. It's very funny. I genuinely be crying at work. If you uh, don't watch the Sopranos, this is the reason you need to start watching. Yeah, it is, brother. You like? I ain't never really been into it. I don't, like this. Me, Rich, and Mo will have the <laughs> best Sopranos breakdown that you've ever heard in your I life. I promise you. <laughs> you will get like two, maybe even three hours Duh. of banter per episode. So it's a lot of content there, yes. bro. Like if you are a Sopranos fan, or if you're not a Sopranos fan and you need a reason to watch it, you want to go back to season one. We got season one full, season two full, and we're almost at the end of season three. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of content there, man. But it's fun. It is. Fun. It's I totally it. different from another week in the books. You'll love it. There's a lot of traction over there. We do a great job of just yeah. doing the show. We're gonna maybe do some other stuff in the future, but like this, this, this is your pass to get into the Sopranos. Absolutely, and of course, roll the audio drama series. I go check out them three. I have to keep promoting, it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I know the book will be coming soon. I just gotta find the space to record it. That's it. That's the only thing left with it. So it's written. Put together, but in the meantime, go check out them three seasons, man. Y'all will really enjoy it. It's TV in your ears from a, a black man coming to age story. So we appreciate y'all, man. It has been another week in the books. We out.